It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast for 2023, available every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, or of course, wherever you get your podcast from. Well, I hope your weekend is going well. We're halfway through it. It is Sunday, the 22nd of January for 2023. And coming up this morning, we're going to be talking to an expat Aussie living in Italy. His name is Danny. As the Time Tunnel Summer Series continues, and it's a great story from April of last year, when Danny paid a dollar for an Italian house, just one dollar. In fact, it was one euro to be precise. And sure, the house was run down. It needed a little bit of work. But what do you expect when you're getting it cheaper than a cup of coffee? So it's a great tale of Danny living the life in Italy. That is coming up very shortly. If you're celebrating your birthday for January the 22nd, happy birthday to you. Diane Lane is also celebrating with you. The actor, she is turning 50. 57. Steve Perry, the lead vocalist of Journey, who had that massive hit Don't Stop Believing, and also Oh Sherry, he is turning 73. I couldn't believe that he's that old. Linda Blair, also the actor who was in the original Exorcist film. She was the young girl spewing up the green, green stuff at the time. She's turning 63. Gabriel Match from the television series. Series suits. He's turning 50. I wonder if Meghan Markle is going to send him best regards. Who cares? And it was also on this day, a rather sad day in 2008. Heath Ledger passed away, the Australian actor, producer, and Australian icon. It's your weekend real estate podcast, informing you every morning from 6 30 with the latest real estate property news seven days a week, only on the Real Estate Breakfast. It's the main centre forecast. All right, let's check on the weather on our Sunday morning. First, we go to Sydney, expecting some showers today, a high of 25 degrees. In Melbourne, expecting some cloudy periods. It should be a mainly dry day with 25 as your top also. In Brisbane, mainly fine with cloudy skies and a high of 28. And in Perth, another sunny day for you on your Sunday. And your top, your high today, of 34 degrees. We talk with leading property commentators with analysis, predictions, forecasts and what's trending every morning from 6.30. Well, imagine while living abroad that you discover a village in Italy with run-down houses where the population of younger people have moved away from the area to secure jobs and these homes just sit there idle doing nothing. But then the council decides to sell the properties for one dollar or one euro to be precise in the hope that people will reno them and bring them back to life. Well, it sounded pretty good to Aussie expat Danny McCubbin, who joins us this morning from Italy. A very good morning to you, Danny, and welcome to the Real Estate Podcast. I know that it is uh, late in the evening where you are. 
It certainly is. Thanks so much, Craig, for inviting me to chat to you. Uh, yeah, it's about 10.30 here in Italy and just good to be chatting and connecting with everyone back home. Yeah, well, tell us a little bit about your backstory because you left uh, many years ago. You're from Queensland and you're a chef that ended up working with Jamie Oliver in London for about 17 years. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm from Queensland. I left many years ago, went backpacking really, 1998 it was. Ended up loving London, loving living in in that country and having access to Europe. I ended up um, yeah, getting a job with Jamie in 2003. But a lot of people think I'm a chef because obviously, you know, I'm now connected with food here in, in Italy with what I do. However, I, I worked on all Jamie's food campaigns. So I helped set up 15, the social enterprise restaurant and I was his PA for four years and worked in various departments, but always working on social projects with food, so supporting Jamie with his campaigns. Okay, so that sounds pretty exciting. Now, let's fast forward. This Italy housing scheme, tell us how you came across this. Sure thing, Craig. So uh, I've had a long love for Italy for many years. I've been volunteering for a community out here called San Patrignano, very connected with Italy through through 15. And obviously, Jamie has a passion and love for Italy as well. And it was always my dream to maybe uh, have a second home here, or one day, maybe I might live here. And then, of course, I'm sorry that I'm going to swear, but Brexit happened in the UK. And uh, that sort of brought everything forward for me because as an Aussie that arrived in London in 98 and then eventually got my UK residency and passport, I absolutely loved being able to travel through Europe and the idea of living and working in Europe was was so attractive to me. And then when Brexit happened, it, it just sort of took the edge off my life over there. And so I then thought, okay, I'm not ready to go home to Oz, but I would love to go and live in Italy for a while. I have many friends here, obviously, because I've been volunteering here. And about five years ago, I guess, I saw a story on CNN. And like many people, I thought, you know, it's too, too good to be true. And the pictures they showed of the houses were all in kind of ruins and, and rubble. I then started to investigate um, whether it was true and what sort of house you could get for $1.50 or €1. Euro. Yeah. And so you investigate. What did you find out from there? Well, I did my homework for sure. So many towns all over Italy uh, have this program and some of them it's very difficult. So the people that uh, are selling you the houses uh, don't speak English. So it can be quite difficult to find out sort of the rules and regulations. But I happened across, uh, to come across this amazing town in the middle of Sicily called Musameli. And I had heard that there were brilliant things happening here. And so I came here and I was really, Craig, looking for somewhere that was really remote, 23 years in London, and I'm an Aussie country boy at heart, really. And I was looking for a peaceful, quiet, tranquil life. I loved the size of the town too. It wasn't that big. There's no train station here, so it's very remote and surrounded by the most beautiful, spectacular landscape. And I really liked the people that I met that were selling the houses. Uh, there's a girl called Valeria, and she... She was just really warm and friendly. And every time I, I came here to see the houses, I just really fell in love with the people here. Uh, they're so kind. And it's almost like time has forgotten this town. There's a genuine sort of kindness here. And people say hello to you in the street. And it reminded me of Oz when you go driving out into the country and people put, you know, wave to you. Not that there's something wrong, but wave to say hello. And the yeah. same thing happens here. So I saw 27 houses 
27 one euro houses and then the 28th one I saw I really loved and and it was always my dream that I would set up a social project here so I wasn't looking for a second home or I was you know I wasn't looking for my dream home it was always what could I do to give back to the community I guess that internet must have been really important to you. So they obviously had internet coverage there, did they, Danny? They sure do, yeah. So the town, the, the, the mayor and the, and the deputy mayor, the deputy mayor is the one who bought the One Euro House Project here to Musameli. Uh, he's very, they're both very forward thinking. I mean, for such a small town, they have such great ideas for welcoming foreigners. And one of the first things they, do, they did was to make sure that there was good uh, internet connection. Um, there's some interesting programs going on here as well, Craig. There's a Argentinian couple that have lived in Italy for a long time and they're helping our, uh, South Americans to move to Mustameli to get them work visas, to work as doctors, nurses, dentists and, and teachers. I really liked the feel of the town and, and the size of the town as well. So, okay, you found this, uh, this house, the, the 28th one that you looked at. You love the area. The people are friendly. It reminds you of back home. Does it start to go pear shape at any point? Yes. Well, <laughs> there's been some, some news stories circling around that it was, a, it was a drama and that I was kind of forced to sell the house and it was a disaster, which wasn't the, wasn't the case at all. Um, I'll take you back to what happened. I, I signed the papers in December 2019 and then I went home to Oz for a couple of months, which was just absolutely wonderful. I hadn't been home for ever since I'd been away. February, I think 17th, I was on my way back to live in Sicily to come and uh, renovate the house and start a social project. And of course, the pandemic struck. So I ended up staying in London and I set up two uh, big community kitchens there. So we were rescuing food and I was feeding vulnerable people in various boroughs of the town. And then as the transition period for Brexit was just about to come to end to end in 2020, I decided it was, it was the best time to go to, to come and live in Sicily because obviously I wanted to become an Italian resident. So I took a leap of faith on the 7th of December, 2020. Arrived in Sicily, I just knew Valeria, the real estate agent, and that was about it. My Italian was fairly basic, but I knew that in my heart that this is where I wanted to be. And so I set about setting up the plan for what I would do with this house. I always envisaged that I would set the house up. It would help the community. I was in a position where I'm semi-retired anyway, and I didn't have to work. So my dream was to, to start a project that would help the town. And obviously, having set up two community kitchens in London, I decided, decided to renovate the house and set up a community kitchen in the house. Right. Okay. And so what develops thereafter? Things are yeah. sort of a little <laughs> bit on the, on the edge here. I feel that we're getting to the climax of the story. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so basically an amazing journey. Uh, we were still, you know, in, in lockdown at various periods here with the pandemic. I ended up raising £25,000 through Crowdfunder to set up a community kitchen in the house, which was absolutely incredible. The town is quite poor. There's a lot of people that are struggling here. Before the pandemic, they were struggling with a loss of jobs. There's 284 people that the church feeds every week and looks after. So with my background in food and community food, that's what I decided to do. However, what I discovered was, Craig, that sadly, because it was nearly a year that I had seen the house due to the pandemic, there was two houses either side of it that were also abandoned and sadly there was a lot of water leakage 
from those houses. And when I went to then uh, renovate the house and get the costs, a couple of things happened. One, the price of building materials skyrocketed. And I think that's, you know, have happened across Europe, certainly. But then secondly, uh, it was a challenge to find a builder because the Italian government introduced a super bonus program where people can receive a lot of their renovation costs back if they make their house sustainable. And this is only a small town. So there, you know, there aren't that many builders. So by the time I found a builder, he looked at the house and obviously there'd been much more sort of decay in the house. The cost had doubled in terms of the renovation cost. There's a good side to the stories, though, and my cup always being half full. In the meantime, whilst I was looking for a builder, I ended up setting up a community kitchen, taking the project and setting it up in an old abandoned shop that was in the town square. I made the decision to really look at whether I needed to renovate the house. In the meantime, I bought myself another house for 8,000 euros, which was just down the road. I spent 5,000 on that and renovating it. It's just a beautiful house and I have a view of the mountains. And I decided then to sell my house back to the agency for a euro you know, I lost 3,000 euros because that was the cost of the paperwork. But in hindsight, you know, that was the catalyst that brought me to this town. And then also the 3,000 euros I spent to to secure that house, I needed to have a, a place, a permanent residence to get Italian residency. So yeah, there's a, <laughs> it's quite dramatic. Some of the stories were saying that I was left in the street and I was forced to sell that house and it was a drama. And it wasn't really. I mean, it's just circumstance. And there are many sort of negative stories due to what happens with the pandemic. And, and that was just really one of them. Oh, for sure. No, no, no question about it. But the, the fact is that you did discover this village. Okay, you, you lost a few thousand dollars, but you've bought what sounds to be absolutely idyllic and only 8,000 euro, was it? Yeah. Okay. I can sense that there will be people listening to the podcast wanting to check this place out on the map. So perhaps tell us exactly where this location is based, what it's next to some landmarks that people can identify with. Sure thing, Craig. So Musumeli is right in the heart of Sicily. It's in, a, it's in an area called Caltanissetta. And historically, I don't think many people would come here because, it's a, as I said, it's a small town. There's beautiful agritourism restaurants and, and homestays in the surround, surrounding areas. It's 40 minutes from Agrigento and about 45, 40, 45 minutes to the, to the sea. It's about an hour and a half from Palermo. So it's halfway between, if you drive from Palermo to Agrigento, listeners would know Palermo because that's the main airport that people fly into. It's surrounded by incredibly beautiful mountains. So there's um, hiking and just a beautiful, stark area of, of Sicily, mountainous. Um, that changes in the seasons as well. In summer, it's 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 very hot, obviously, and then spring. Now it's incredibly green, so it's a beautiful area. It's it's a sort of an untouched area of Sicily. So a lot of people tend to go to Taormina, Cefalù, Palermo, Catania, or even Agrigento and and Trapani. But now people are stopping off on the way because the One Euro House project has has been incredibly successful. So, you know, my story, obviously, I, I ended up selling my One Euro Houses, but there's over 100 that have been sold. And then secondly, Craig, that what's happened is that a lot of owners now are selling their houses that are not part of the One Euro House scheme, but through the agency, they're selling their houses for anywhere between five and 20,000. And those houses don't need a, need a lot of work. So a lot of people are coming to the town and realizing the risk that they take if they buy a One Euro House, like 
the risk that I took, then they're preferring to or preferring to see what they call now premium houses. So they're houses that the owners have maintained, but there's just no one living there. So they're in a much better condition. Well, I'll tell you what, it sounds like a, a wonderful place to live and help the local community, which I think is, you know, pretty admirable in terms of what you're doing to help the local people. Danny, it's great to have heard your story and I wish you all the best moving forward. Next time I'm in Italy, we'll catch up for a coffee somewhere. For sure. You're always welcome. You can pay a, pay for a coffee and then go and buy a one euro house for the same cost. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Thanks for coming on thanks, to the Real Craig. Estate Podcast. My pleasure. Take care. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.